Welcome to this episode of Mile High Theology as we continue our series this summer on scripture, tradition, reason, and experience. So as I shared a few weeks ago, I came across a quote recently that I really appreciated from the Society of St. John the Evangelist, a an Episcopal uh, monastery and monastic community in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And this is the quote. The Anglican tradition is to revere the scriptures, but to understand that they must be both interpreted and viewed alongside the other ways of God's revelation. To understand authority is a graceful synergy between scripture, tradition, reason, and experience. In our prior episode, we talked about scripture, and on this one, we will be discussing tradition. When I was in seminary, my liturgy professor, James Farwell, would always say that tradition is at once a passing on and a betrayal. It is at once a passing on and a betrayal. And I've always taken that to mean that when you have a tradition that's handed on to you, there's no way that that tradition can leave your grasp and your grip without your fingerprints being all over it. So we think about, for instance, the Eucharist or communion or the Lord's Supper, however you refer to it. And it would be fun to think that it has gone unchanged for 2,000 years, but there's no way that that it can go unchanged. And many of the ways that the Eucharist has been received or understood or explained or taught or celebrated over the years, um, you think about context. So the Eucharist to people in Scandinavia is going to be a completely different experience than to people living in Central America because of climate, because of background, because of language, because of the the many different ways that the Eucharist can be textured for different people. Tradition is important in the life of the church, I've heard, because Uh, As one person put it, tradition is the only way that dead people continue to vote in our world. Um, And if, if someone has said something for a long time or understood something a certain way for a long time, it may not be the best idea or the best practice, but it is worth our consideration. And so within Anglicanism, tradition is understood as something that we're faithful to and that we're in constant conversation with, but it is not necessarily something that we're constrained by. We never want to make tradition a straitjacket. For instance, in the 1940s at the height of the World War, of the Second World War, there was a shortage of priests in a certain province of the Anglican Communion. And province basically just means national church for all intents and purposes. 
And so an Eastern Asian province of the Anglican Communion decided to ordain a woman to the priesthood. And some would say that this was a departure from tradition. Others would say this was faithfulness to tradition in uh, the best sense of the word. And so this woman who was the first woman ordained an Anglican or Episcopal priest in history became a sort of canary in the coal mine for what the church was facing at that time and also what the church could become um, through prayer and reflection and considering really closely kind of this crossroads, do we or do we not ordain women? This was in the 1940s. The next woman was not ordained in the Anglican Communion until the mid-70s. And so I, I share that short story to share that tradition can be something that is a launch pad for us for the future, uh, where we say there are some central tenets and practices that are non-negotiable to our identity. Or it can be something that holds us back from adapting to the contemporary world. One of the gifts of Anglicanism is its um, non-allergy to the modern world. So you will find Anglicans who believe in science and evolution. And I know that's very rudimentary, um, but that is not necessarily true of every Christian tradition. But within our own Christian tradition in the Episcopal Church and Anglicanism more broadly, there is this sense that the contemporary world is not something that we should be afraid of. It is a gift to us. It is our context and it's the world that God has given us at this present time. And therefore, tradition is an engagement of the world before it as it's been received and also the world as we know it in our own experience. So tradition is at once a passing on and a betrayal. Think about in your own life, and I think about in my own life, <laughs> Um, traditions that we had growing up. So in my family, we would go to Brahms Ice Cream. I grew up in North Texas, and Brahms is a, a large chain in that area. And we would go to Brahms Ice Cream every Sunday night after church, and we would go to El Chico for enchilada night every Wednesday night after Bible study. And... To this day, I still eat ice cream most Sunday nights, um, even though I'm not with my family. They're not physically with me, um, and it's a tradition I've kept alive, but at the same time, it's not exactly the way that I myself received it as a teenager. And so think about the traditions you might have in your own family or in a relationship or with friends or with classmates or coworkers that is actually a vestige of your past that's been adapted for your present life. And I think that is a, a healthy way to understand tradition, 
It's not something we're tied down by. It's not something we're tied to forever. But it is something that deeply, deeply informs us and shapes us. Um, and that we're always in, in conversation with. For the Episcopal Church, as I mentioned before, baptism and Eucharist are some of our most treasured traditions um, that we are, that we've never been completely unbound from, um, that shape us and help us to understand our lives and our belovedness by God in, in very special and specific ways. Baptism, um, of course, does not always happen the same way. Some people immerse fully. Some people pour water over someone's head. Some people sprinkle. Um, some Christian traditions only have baptism by the Holy Spirit and not physical water baptism, but it's still baptism. And that's one of um, the great and beautiful things about Christianity is the flexibility um, within tradition. Our next episode, we will be discussing reason and experience and, and how the Holy Spirit really fits into all of that. So thank you for your time today. Um, we look forward to our fall schedule that's taking shape. I'll tell you more about that in our next episode. Have a great, great day.